Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the fanservice.org podcast. My name is David Riley, sporting the Tupac style bandana, Whoa. while my co-host Joe White represents with his Hispanic style flannel shirt. It's, it's not really flannel, I think it's like a cotton polyester blend. It's got a plaid look to it though. So. I'll give it to you. Regardless, he's got the top button buttoned and that's all he's doing. Got to represent for your peeps. La Raza. So today we broke it up a little and decided not to gorge ourselves on fast food. Um, Always a mistake. And a rarity that we'd eat something healthy, but you know, we're both growing up now. We got to be big boys sometime. Uh, once you describe, we describe this recipe to you, you'll realize that it's not actually healthy. <laughs> Slightly more so than ramen. It's true. Due to the protein. You kind of resurrected the old Master Chef's tradition with this one. Yeah, uh, if you don't know, and I can't see how you wouldn't if you found this podcast, we have a section on the fanservice.org website where we display our bizarre trends of cooking prowess. Uh, the recipes are never quite what you'd find in, say, Lebec Finn or your standard four star restaurant, but. Uh, for the price you pay, they'll get you through the night. And uh, I don't want to see another meatloaf without a pound of bacon on it. Or for We've that matter... we really good stuff. For that matter, I don't want to see a turkey without a pound of bacon on it. The next turkey I eat better be filled with maple syrup. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> that was delicious. Because after that, it, there's nothing, no coming back from it. I don't know. I've always been a fan of mixing the uh, maple syrup with bacon. Well, it's just two flavors that go together. Especially, like, when you're eating some pancakes... You know, you got a little maple syrup left on your plate, and a little bacon, a little sausage, whatever. Just slide it through the syrup. That's it's there awful. already. That's got to be like the worst thing you could possibly eat. What? Yes, yeah, syrup. Sausage and covered in syrup. It's just the fast track to diabetes. Among Wash other it down things. with like a gallon of and coke. heart disease. The doctor just shows up and cuts off your foot. Just grow cancer right there. What's happening? Today we were a little more health conscious, technically. Um, tuna is good for you. Two bags of potato chips, not so much. What we did is <laughs> we tried to recreate a recipe found on the delectable Anime Jump forums. Anime Jump is like fan service, but with more integrity. Which is kind of sad, because they're all about the pee-pees and the wee-wees over there. I wouldn't, really, I wouldn't even really call it more integrity. I'd just say more support. Yeah. But we, we got a couple people on our forum, so if by some slim chance they also listen to this, which I think is probably not that likely. I think I'm one of the only people who listens to this every Not that Roger was listening to them. Nice. And Ben. Yeah, Ben. So as long as the two white brothers are listening to this, and also not a Raja, we've got somewhere to go. So the recipe involved... A couple cans of tuna, a couple cans of cream of mushroom, and two bags of potato chips, and a whole lot of love. There wasn't that much love. Yeah, not really. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe you can include the love. <laughs> what we did is we took normal potato chips and barbecue potato chips, split them into two, and decided to try making two separate casseroles to see which one was better. This wasn't like a Frankenstein experiment either, because... <laughs> I gotta say that uh, the wilder one, being the barbecue one, was much better than the regular potato one. Um, yeah, I'd go with that. Um, 
I had no complaints against the plane, but frankly, you're making a casserole out of tuna, cream of mushroom soup, and plain potato chips. Very bland. You might as well just be eating cardboard. Yeah, it really did need a lot more kick. I think something that it could have, like, maybe, like, diced up bell peppers. There just needs to be something to break up. Uh, yeah, give it, give it a little texture. Or just something, give it some punch. Like, it just, it was weird. I can't, Plus, it, putting vegetables in it would probably be a good idea. Yeah, just so you don't die or something. I bet broccoli would go well. That's actually, enough? that was the suggested, um, soup was cream of broccoli. And then huh. you add your own broccoli bits. But, um... I'm a genius. I guess you... And you didn't even know it. But, uh... The... Rite Aid did not see fit to carry cream of mushroom. Wait a second. You went shopping for food at Rite Aid? Well, I didn't want to go to the fresh grocer. <laughs> at, like an actual supermarket. And spend $7. Of which I didn't even have on me. It's I, on your way back from work. But it's so big and intimidating. I went for the small experience. I didn't even know Rite Aid carried soup. <laughs> Yeah, neither did I, but they do. Just not enough of it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Regardless, I bought two cans of soup and realized, much to my chagrin, four hours later, that one of them was, in fact, bacon and beans. Now, don't get me wrong, I love bacon. We've been over that. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't have gone so well with tuna. Yeah, it was a little disconcerting when we opened the can. and. Uh, Although, I don't know. I bet it, bacon and tuna might be all right. Bacon and tuna? Yeah, why not? You just cut it up into little bits. Shoot, I'll eat anything else anyway. <laughs> uh, so today I want to talk a little about other podcasts. I know we're not exactly on the high horse here, but uh, as Joel said last week, me and him kind of approach this with a bit of humility, and we realize that when we do this, it's because we got an hour to kill and not because we're providing some sort of basic human service that increases the... Yeah, we don't really have that high an estimation of our opinions of things. Exactly. Though, I would say that we have a sizably higher estimation of our opinions of anime than other anime fans. I think, maybe I do do this as sort of a public service, just to kind of... I No, actually, I think that this is just some sort of weird rationalization for me liking anime. Like, if I don't produce this form of criticism, then I can't like it, because the prevailing voice... Well, you have to put so something stupid. into the pool... That maybe maybe in fifty years it'll change. This is just yeah. This is just the the sort of outward manifestation of my own rationalization of watching Japanese cartoons. But it's always been our attempt with this to make it a little more human, and we're not two guys sitting in our mom's basement talking about how in episode three, at five minutes and fourteen seconds, you can totally see up the girl's skirt, and if you look really hard, her panties were drawn by Tomo Tanaka. It was hot. He's the world's greatest uh, panty expert in the world. And also the universe. <laughs> I wonder if aliens would even wear panties. Or would they be recognized as panties? I don't want to think about that. What? So these podcasts, people don't understand that these the people who are listening to these things are not your best friends. They're not sitting in your basement and they don't know who your buddy Steve is. And how it's so funny that he lit his foot on fire. So, I could give a thousand stories to Joel, and we'd laugh all night. It's true. But they don't mean anything to you. So, if an anecdote is more than, like, five seconds long, what are you guys doing? Well, like, I mean, an anecdote can be more than five seconds long, but it has to be contextualized. 
That's yeah. the problem. And there's you have to understand that there's a lot of things that you'll find funny that other people won't. Yeah, definitely true. Especially in certain social situations, you're just more predisposed to laugh. When yeah. you're with your friends, everything is funnier. Me and Joel were cracking jokes uh, all through this DVD of Ghost in the Shell we watched tonight. and One more show we didn't really pay attention to. Yeah, but we've seen the, mo- the episode so many times on Cartoon Network. It was yeah. like a refresher course. Anyway, <laughs> these podcasts, so not only are they doing these things with the inside jokes, but everything's got to turn into a penis joke somewhere along the line. Like, it's like if you get three guys in a room together, everything's about a cog. Oh, let, let me plug in the software. I'm plugging my software. Does that even make sense? Plug no, it doesn't matter. Hardware would even be a more appropriate phallic reference for that situation. It does, the That's more, the other problem. The more oblique it is, the funnier they think it is. That's a, yeah, I mean, if you're going to make a lame joke, you might as well make it the highest quality lame joke you can come up with. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Everything's a penis thing. And God forbid one of these things has a girl on it. Because then they'll just start talking about her titties for no reason. Now this is definitely the pot calling the... Oh, wait. You've actually heard one of these with a girl on it? One Once in a while. Man, we need to get Kathy in here just to, like, break <laughs> it up a little bit. Me and Kathy can have a long discussion about salt and pepper... Salt and, salt and vinegar chips and why they're so good. But oh, only the first so five. Gross. <laughs> That's just because your body realizes the disgusting food you're shoving down it and tries to reject Listen, it. Listen, Joel, I don't have a lot of chances to bond with your wife, so don't take away what I got, because <laughs> I still want to hang out with you sometimes. That's right, internet fandom. I'm actually married. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not married, so ladies, if you want to hook it up, you can probably find better choices than me, because I'm crazy. <laughs> there are no women listening to this podcast. If they were, God... Yeah, you wouldn't want to meet any ladies who are respectable listening to this podcast. Please forgive us for that last remark. And please continue to listen. Frankly, I wouldn't want to meet them, and uh, they wouldn't want to meet me. If it it works out either way, if they want to meet you, you don't want to meet them. But if they don't want to meet you, it's all good. So, uh, whatever. Girls, keep doing what you're doing. Just uh, don't talk to us because we're afraid of you. Post on the forums. Yeah, do that. Um, There are good podcasts out there, and... I don't want you to think that I'm some sort of podcast Nazi, but I work a job that basically entails seven hours a day of me walking around, so I have a lot of time to listen to these things, because I don't do anything else. And uh, I've heard the gamut, and the ones that just bury themselves in their hobby and don't try and generalize it, they're just crap. I mean, I've listened to these ones that go on and on about comic books and how there's a new Thor hanging out now, and he's going to be so great, and you're just listening to this guy wank. Listen, I don't read comic books ever, but I have a slight interest in the medium, and I was hoping <laughs> that maybe there'd be something there that would make me think it's more than guys running around in tights. But apparently that's still the case. And frankly, if it's not Spider-Man, I don't want to hear about it, because he's the only guy that can be cool in tights. <laughs> or Batman. That is. Batman. Spider-Man or Batman. I like Spider-Man. You gotta read uh, Kingdom Come. That's a really good one. Uh, I don't read those things. I write them. (laughs) (laughs) Two pages at a time. Sweet. So, if we go back to uh, what we started this podcast with, we were talking about the exploitation of women, which is only too common in anime. 
and is now leaking more and more into the gaming field. Uh, this past week, I happened upon a delightful article which features the King of Fighters dating game that's soon to be released. What's even great is in the wide breadth of King of Fighters characters that they had, they only saw fit to include two women over the age of 16. Made me want to cry. You look at these pictures and every freaking girl is blue-haired and 12 years old. Well, that's... I, I'm trying to think. I guess they're basing it off the newest King of Fighters. I can't... I There's only like two blue-haired chicks in that. I haven't played King of Fighters in like two or three years. So, uh, King's in it, which is good, I guess. King is not into dudes. How can you have a, ga a dating <laughs> sim with King in it? And my, because they had to slot it up. And you know, those preteen titties aren't for everyone. My is a preteen? No. The, she's the alternative, if you're oh, not into the preteen. Okay. But this is no uncommon thing. Um, as we get more and more editions of Soul Calibur, it seems like the girls' breasts just get bigger and bigger. This actually really pissed me off in the second iteration of Soul Calibur, especially what they did to Taki. Well, Taki was no bored in Soul Calibur 1. Well, yeah, but I She mean, was a full woman. Well, yeah, but it's not... There wasn't the amount of detail. Like, in Soul Calibur 2, they go... They actually spent time, like, bump mapping her nipples. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. Like, first off, who is playing these games for... That kind of stimulation. It just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. And the problem is, like, I really like Taki, the fighting game character. But I don't like picking her when Kathy's around because it just makes me feel weird. As well it should. Or, yeah, like, if my mom walked into the room and I was playing Soul Calibur's Ivy, I thank God for the soft reset because I'd hit that every time. I hear that. And Ivy happens to be my favorite Soul Calibur character. And, uh, she's just as bad. So, basically, we're relegated to playing just guys when there's Lady Flesh around. Because otherwise, we shame ourselves. Yeah. Frankly, when it's five guys sitting around, I feel a little embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just... It just kind of seems... It seems very base, you know? There, you've got a good game. The graphics are good. The fighting engine's good. It's a fun game to play. And you just throw something in like that. It just... I don't know. I feel like you're appealing to the wrong kind of crowd. Soul Calibur had a good run. It had two games where the girls were of video game proportions, but... Nothing as ludicrous as it could be. And, I mean, this is in comparison to Dead or Alive 2, which has, what is it, the jiggle meter? The hundred... No, the age meter. Yeah, where It's just... how old the breasts are, so they sag more. We've had our fair share of ups and downs. Ninja Gaiden for the Xbox. Great game. Not so hot with the uh, advancement of... We should have seen that coming, because it's the same guys that made Dead or Alive. But for some reason, I was just... Well, I you just... you got to believe. But... You know, seeing that girl, she's already ludicrously dressed. She's got breasts. I'm a demon hunter. Yeah, in her high heels. Like, she's got, like, Weird, the stilettos. Like, leather, like, crisscrossing corset thing. I don't even know how you would describe an outfit like that, but I can't imagine that it would be the best attire for fighting a Her demon. hair goes down to her ass. I'm sorry, if you're, like, a bounty hunter or something, you're getting that all cut off. <laughs> I can't imagine... Like, if you're fighting those sewer demon things with big, long claws, I'm going to I'm gonna suggest some midsection protection, some form of armor. <laughs> Even just a light jacket might save your life in that situation. Well, haven't you seen that diagram with all, like, the highlighted parts of the female body? Oh, They're yeah. all impervious to danger. <laughs> the only thing you have to guard is, like, the forearms and the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. That's just some... Yeah. 
That was really annoying. Especially the high heel thing. Because she, like, there's that scene where uh, you're in, like, the, the negative zone. No, like, and she's fighting demons. It might be in the hurricane pack, but you're in, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're fighting, and she's, like, swinging the axe like it's no problem, and she's, like, planting feet on the uneven, like, cobblestone Yeah, that'd be ground. tough to stand up in your parent converse. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. She, maybe she's just that good. I think that she should take... That should be, like, the big thing. Yeah, she like takes she her shoes off, off. She takes off her shoes, and then things throw it's down. It's just like Dragon like, Ball. Every, yeah, like every other anime. She's like, hold on, I'm gonna take off my stilettos. Yeah, it's she'd probably like, start talking like that, too, because the balls would drop out of her <laughs> And she turned into a man. I'm telling you, if you're gonna be a bounty hunter that tough, you gotta be shooting up testosterone somewhere. Yeah. But it gets even better when, what is it, the seventh level, she gets swallowed by a giant tentacle monster. And you go, oh well, that's the end of her. But and no! You're not like, oh well, that's the end of her. You're like, finally, she's dead. Thank God I don't have to look at her terrible character this design anymore. This affront to womanhood. So affront to good taste in general. To the human race. To the synapses that fire these images to my <laughs> brain. They've got better things to do. <laughs> I think I'd rather just close my eyes and be in the dark. Absolutely. But no, that's not it. When you kill the boss... She shot out good as new and covered in goo. <laughs> as well as like several thousand really dorky guys' jeans. Oh my god. Oh snap! <laughs> anyway, but this is like the whole move toward the slutty girls in video games has been sort of a general trend. I, don't, I guess maybe it's always been there. No. What about the princess in Mario? Well, no, she was it's the, when they got the technology to make pretty girls. Well, I mean, like, there were those old, like, horror games where you could, like, they would just be pictures. Like, you know, it'd be like a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. Yeah. I don't remember what system they came out on. Nintendo. You're talking about Shadowgate. And no, that. no, they were, like, they were later than that. It was, like, around the time... It's just when they had developed, like, disc technology so they could put real pictures. Oh, you're talking about, uh, Night Trap and those kind of games. Yeah. The live-action games. Yeah. Those games were terrible, regardless. Well, I know, but it's just like they did the same thing. So, yeah, you're right. I think it, it had all, a lot to do with just being able to... The technology enabled them to produce it. I think the breaking point was really a couple of years ago when uh, stuff like BMX XX came out. And the guy game. Oh, the guy... There, there's more of these things now. Where yeah, it's just it's just totally... Debasing? Ludicrous. Yeah. It's like, it, this can't even be fun. Like... Why not just go buy a pornographic magazine? Why not go out to a bar and try and get laid? <laughs> Dave, that's out of the question. You know, it's not as hard as you think. I'm not actually endorsing pornography. I'm just saying if you're going to spend $50 on a game just that to doesn't see even some girls. Isn't no, there, there's I think there's not nudity even... in it. I think there is. If there is, it ain't much. Probably not. I remember there being some outcry because it actually wasn't that great. Well, duh, it's a video game. It's Who all, cares? It's a really, yeah, it's yeah. Feeling ripped off because the game you bought doesn't have enough naked girls in it. It's a pretty poor. You uh, know, if you watch complaint. TV at any time in the day after midnight, there's a thousand ads for porn, and you could call any one of those numbers and give them your credit card and pay less and get more. Did you ever see that uh, Penny Arcade comic for the BMX X Triple X? No. It's got the um. BMX X Triple X. It's like five. Triple X Quadruple X X Infinitum. It's got um the one guy he's filling out a survey from a claim, and it says uh 
what would you like to see in our next game? And he writes down, ride around bikes and do some jump. And then he pauses and holds the pencil to his mouth. He looks real pensive. And he scribbles down and look at some tits. <laughs> and the next panel is him going, I'm sorry. I didn't think they'd make it. Oh, that was back awful. when uh, Penny Arcade was actually funny, but now they're total shellouts. No way. I hate that argument because, if anything, Penny Arcade has gotten funnier. I don't know. I still think they're funny. I think they had a slump, but I think they're they're definitely really funny now. Dude, the one for Ico, not Ico, for, for forget uh, that. the cake. The, the one with cake the cake was the best. That was really good. But yeah. I absolutely don't. Mostly su- just, I, it was just, it was all that phrase. Cake isn't naturally occurring. Yeah. I'm not eating any found cake. <laughs> that was, there was, it's it was chocolate. Very whizzy. It, no, whizzy. Witty. It was definitely very witty. It's chocolate. It's litter. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely did not subscribe to that mentality. I can't remember if we talked about this last week. But, uh, God forbid that we should all be getting paid to do what we love. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to hold it against them that they like to make money and eat food and live in a house. Yeah, and get yeah, and do something that's really funny. I right? know it sounds crazy. They're living the dream. Don't hate. Shoot, if I was in that situation three or four years from now, I wouldn't complain. That's like the only situation where don't hate actually applies. Like all the times I've heard it in my life, they're not doing anything totally amoral or completely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> they're just living the dream. Don't hate. I'm just doing this chick in a back alley after <laughs> she passed out on ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, don't hate. So, compared to that, Penny Arcade's relatively benign. Yeah. And uh, they've donated or organized over $500,000 for charity over the past two years. So, they got to have something going for them. Not bad. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, which ties into our topic of Bootylicious. There's just... What was it? The second episode? Yeah, second one. I f- maybe they thought, like, the first one was dragging and they had to really, like, lock in. <laughs> well, the they had to secure the Japanese vote. And there's nothing Japanese anime fans like more than cartoon boobies. And apparently, and also butts. the trunk. Wow. This lady had some major junk in it. I've never seen, like, the fisheye lens utilized in such a way. <laughs> I think I never... Either they cut it out on Cartoon Network, or, like, I just missed these scenes. But it's, like, two and a half <laughs> seconds of ass. Well, it's just funny, because you don't even notice it at first. You're just... Because it's very brief, but there's the first one where she's laying down, so there's definite, like, pressure being applied in all the right places. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to say it very politely because I'm sure I'll be listening to this when Kathy is around. (laughs) But yeah, it's definitely designed to, like, accentuate her bosom. And it makes it appear vastly more ample than you would assume, like, from the rest of the show. Because she's a generously proportioned woman, but not to the... Whatever, the normal sicko anime standards. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it's just like this one two-second scene. And the problem is she's having a totally legitimate conversation. Nothing else about the show changes. It's not like it like blasts off and like it's a big joke where there's some guy with a nosebleed falling down in the corner. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> it's just like she's talking about taking out the super tank. And by the way, my... Taking him out with that massive badunka dunk. Yeah, and then when she gets out of the Tom... Whatever, Tomaguchi, Tomaguchi. <laughs> Tomaguchi. The little pet. <laughs> I don't know what they... What are they called? Tachikomas. Tachikoma. Tomaguchi. That'd be funny, like, walking around with a keychain. 
But anyway, they beat it every hour. She gets on the Tachikoma, and they pick like the the director must. He had to have that in mind. There's no other reason to pick that shot. And I was willing to like give him credit for like the first one. It's just like maybe I mean there's a there's a legitimate reason why he might have done that. I can't really like say that it was okay and it was an alright decision with me. But then when he does the butt, you immediately know that the other one was on purpose. It's like, did they make the way the tank opens up, like, Different. just so you can get that shot? Like, they already have this little hat that you can pop out of, like, Yeah, she does it earlier in the episode, which is hysterical. <laughs> I love that. I was telling Joel, I would absolutely go through my, whatever, nine years of military service and federal work, because the day I walked through that door, I'd hop in one of those little tanks and I'd be the F out. <laughs> it's just funny because it's like... Suckers, every time she pops out, I'm just like, Oscar the Grouch? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I'd, every time someone like came out with one of those things, I'd be totally shocked. And I, I just can't imagine not laughing. Like, when she pops out and talks to the police captain, I'm I, he's very collected. He they, has, there's a lot of reserve in that. It's game. like a whack-a-mole game. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm a major. From Section 9. See you later. But that's sort of always been the M.O. of Ghost in the Shell. Um, theories on the internet are awash with excuses like it's because she has a certain detachment to her human identity, so she has no shame, which holds a little water. And I think in the context of the show itself, that's not necessarily too ludicrous an association to make. But, uh... When you look at its fans, and more specifically, its creator, you might figure something else out. Uh, as far as I know, Masamune Shiro, the original creator, has had uh, very, very little to do with um, any of the movies or the TV series. He wrote the manga. And Masamune Shiro, if you don't know, has an obsession with drawing girls covered in oil. I don't know if this was the case 20 years ago, but it's pretty much all he has done now. Have you ever seen these things, Joe? No. Um, okay, you probably don't want to, but in the effort of horrifying our podcast <laughs> listeners far and wide, we're going to find some Masamuni Shiro artwork. <laughs> totally live. Google is don't fail me now. There? Yeah, there actually is. Oh, here, this is one. That's not even the worst one. What? But look at that. I told you, her nipples are shaped like bananas. Like, this is what this guy does now. A guy that can created one of the most well-known anime franchises in America. That's retarded. Like, the guy was always a little weird, I guess. But, uh, this is, just, this is the one with the horses. This is what you need <laughs> to see. Uh, that's not even the worst one. The, the guy also has this some kind this of ridiculous. bizarre obsession with phallic imagery. Everyone, you see, look at this girl chewing on the cigar. Like, there's one of these in, like, all of them. I can't believe I've seen as many as I have. <laughs> but, no, the one, there's one where she's, like, milking horses, or the horses are milking her. Why it's, are we still looking at this? The fact remains. Okay, well, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But, Masamune Shiro is crazy, and I would suggest you don't look at his artwork, because it's all creepy porn with anthropomorphic horses and a lot of milking. We're not really too sure on the milking. 
Anyway, Ghost in the Shell does not reflect this for the most part, except for those few scenes we were talking about. Which really, compared to the rest of anime as a whole, I mean, come on, Ghost in the Shell is downright normal. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, because the, the fan service isn't actually a part of the story. Like, no one makes jokes about how the Major is hot all the time. Just me. <laughs> well, at least you're inserting it and not <laughs> playing along. And we've got other cool characters, like our main man Saito on the 30-foot sniper rifle. That thing was huge. <laughs> the guy also has a 70s funk soundtrack. Yes. Saito, what's your status? <laughs> Funky. Just organizing my Dita balls. <laughs> Walking my pent rock. It, it, it's so funny, and then... You make that joke in the second episode because the soundtrack changes as soon as it goes to him. Probably more to do with the fact that he's in, with a huge gun than yeah. like just his character. But then, like, fast forward an episode, and he's in there with like his gold chain hanging, <laughs> like his shirt's buttoned down. Yeah, like, he's got the three four. buttons open on his shirt. He's got the one arm thrown over the couch. <laughs> yeah. The... Oh man, Disco is back. Um, we listen to the dub as we usually do. Uh, some very key players. Richard Epcar as Bato. I think he's been Bato in every Ghost in the Shell incarnation. Yeah. He's also the voice of Jigen and Lupin the Third. So nice. no complaints there. But uh, outstanding is Melissa Williamson as the Major. Now Melissa Williamson, I have professed my undying love to many times. <laughs> Do you have, have you actually said that See, to her? Well, not to her. I'm, I'm building up to that. You professed it for for her. That girl is alright, and what's more, she sings the theme songs for the more recent Silent Hills. Now, Silent Hill 4 was pretty weak, but Silent Hill 3 had a banging musical selection. Is that the, um, I Need an Ocean of Love? Yeah. The song that you hate, because she starts out with, uh, Let's Do This. Yeah, that stupid, like, <laughs> jazz, like, lead-in. You're not live! <laughs> this is recorded! It could have been live at one point. It was a studio version, so who knows? Someone was still producing it. True. Especially since, like, the guitar fades in in the beginning. And in the last moment... Who are you fooling? <laughs> in the last moments of the fourth episode, we're treated to a surprise appearance by Mike Reynolds playing the only part he's ever played. An old dude. <laughs> who's also a police chief. <laughs> I don't know how many cigarettes Mike Reynolds has smoked in his life, but no one else's voice sounds that grizzled. All I know is that... If I had a dad who was an anime voice actor, damn, I, I don't even know where to go with that. I'm in love if with I this had a man. Dad who was an anime voice actor? I'd wish it was him. Ever since Lily Cat, which is still not out on DVD in the United States. Are you serious? Don't you think I'd own it by now? <laughs> the movie where they were just I like, just assumed you hey, had. let's just steal the entire plot of Aliens, right? But, but the there can be robot. way more titties. Is a cat a robot or an alien? Alien. Oh yeah, and then they crash land on the unpopulated planet. Yeah. And have Down syndrome babies <laughs> in like three generations. It had to start somewhere, Joel. Um, as far as the show itself goes, no complaints. Um, myself, I don't think I'll ever get tired of this franchise because uh, I like robots, and I like seeing things get blown up in the future. So I mean, that's pretty much what Ghost <laughs> in the Shell offers you. And uh, it's got crazy nonchalant police people to do it. So, Ghost, of, I can like I can kind of roll with Ghost of the Shell in movie format, but I think I'm sort of put off by the uh, 
like the uh, episode quality. Well, yeah, and also the superficial depth of each episode, because they're always there's always they always propose these sort of grand ideas, but don't have enough time to follow through with well, them. Well, they do only have like 22 minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of hard to fit because Ghost in the Shell has always been pretty about... heavy philosophy. I mean, I don't, not about like heavy philosophy, but it's always been philosophically involved. Well, in it's it. been injected with a fair amount of philosophy. It's nothing that you or I or anyone else in their first year of college wouldn't have a basic idea of. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's difficult to follow, but as far as most anime goes, it's, it's a little obtuse. Well, yeah, I, yeah. The other thing I don't like about the show is that everyone always, like, you you know, the whole premise is that people's brains are just like computers, so they treat them like computers so they can get hacked. And in every episode, someone gets hacked, and in every episode, somebody's surprised by it. It's like someone's hacking his ghost. He's been hacked. They took over his body by hacking him. But they never guessed that at first. (laughs) It's like, what's going on here? Is the robot malfunctioning? It's not a malfunction. They tried to kill the minister because someone hacked into him. Which you just, that would seem to be the definition of cyber terrorism, which is what this little group of police people is made to counteract. <laughs> yeah, like if you guys get called out, that should be your first guess. Because if you find out that's not what's going on, you're wasting your time. <laughs> Somebody just sent you on a wild goose chase. Yeah, it's like it was just a malfunction. We just spent $30 billion coming here. <laughs> Every time the major takes a step, that's another ten million. They load up in their little gopher tanks and drive into the sunset. <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna close it off here because we've said basically nothing about this show. But uh We said a lot about it. What are you talking about? But nothing about this show in general. Or like We said everything about the show in general. Nothing about the show specifically. Okay. We said that too. Well I think the show is awesome. Everything about your statement was false. <laughs> Whatever! I think the show is awesome. Joel, I guess, thinks it's middling. It's alright. You can find a lot worse out there, and it only gets better as it goes along. That's Um, true. Fortunately, I've always had a qualm with people who say that, like, a show's really great if you, like, get through the first half. Like, I think that's one of the things they say with Escaflone. If you make it What do you mean the first half? In the first episode, there's that ultra-badass old guy who fights the giant robot with a sword. Yeah, but that's worth it. That'll carry me through at least 14 more episodes just on the promise (laughs) of that that being there again. But he's dead, though he was the best part of that show. (laughs) But Ghost of the Shell isn't exactly that. But the beginning episodes are really exposition-heavy, which finds no complaint from me. If you read our webcomic... You'd know that. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice that they actually take the time to create this reality instead of just sort of dropping you in the middle of it and making it so simple that you do not it doesn't require exposition. They make it story-heavy enough that well, it Well, you want to be that. immersed in this world. Yeah. And you don't want to be like freaking uh, Burn Up where they're like, hey, the girl's got big titties and then there's a bad guy. He's like <laughs> a weasel or something. And then one of them's big. He's the super strong one. And then the small guy's super fast. And they don't even have names. Maybe. And then they make that artificial tension even, in the third I didn't episode. I watch that show. God, it was... I hate that show. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> it's not just because of the fan service. Like, the freaking... They... This totally artificial thing where in the third episode, like... The one... The police chief goes crazy because the bad guys inject him with some drug and he kills the main character's best friend who's like a secretary or something at the police station. And then all of a sudden the show tries to be serious... But then, like, the next episode, the guy's trying to buy panties from the used panty store again. Yeah, that doesn't... All I really needed to say was panties from the used panty store. (laughs) Anyway, 
Ghost in the Shell, Bootylicious. God, this is like five minutes of getting excised from it. They're going to be like, how do you find stuff so fast? <laughs> Little did they know.